0: Hello and thank you for joining us on the Spiritually Curious Podcast. I am your host, Colleague Thomas, and this episode is titled God Loves LGBTQ. You know, for quite some time, there has been a divide amongst the LGBTQ community and religious institutions, specifically Abrahamic religions. While other more inclusive religions readily accept people regardless of sexual orientation, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism have their own ideas about the relationship dynamic between God and lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer men and women. Now, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism may have very diverse beliefs, Preventing them from agreeing on several factors when it comes to worshiping God, uh, uh, the service of God and salvation and as well as our relationship to God. Yet all three agree that God has rejected lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transgenders and queer men and women and denied them access to divine glory to some degree. Now, because of this conviction, religious leadership does not, will not and cannot accept gay men and women as people of God. And they teach others, their members of their congregation, to promote this credo. Now, This has caused many in the LGBTQ community to abandon God as they have been misinformed that God has rejected them. Now, this type of misinformed theology, the we know better than you reasoning, join us to be left behind, oppressed or even killed philosophy has historically given religion a bad name. You think about the Christian crusades when Christians went out and killed Muslims, I mean, men, women, and children, uh, because they, weren't, they would not convert to Christianity. Uh, the American Indian Wars, the Holocaust. Uh, The slave trade, when uh, Christians used Christianity as a tool to oppress uh, blacks, Um, thinking about discrimination, violence, murder, imprisonment, and the denial of, of rights to gay men and women. All these have been carried out by people that were convinced they were advocating the will of God. Now in this historically complicated relationship between the LGBTQ men and women in the faith community, there has been some progress as we see members of the um, LGBTQ community holding prominent leadership positions in Islam, Christianity and Judaism. Dae Abdullah is an African-American Muslim in in Washington DC and is one of five openly gay imams in the world. Rabbi Julia Gushow is the first openly gay rabbi of a large Canadian synagogue. And we also know that in in Christianity, there are many um, openly gay pastors and bishops and, and leaders of congregations. So although we're beginning to notice a change, there is still the lingering idea in many religious institutions that God despises gay men and women. But where did that theory come from, that gays, lesbians, bisexuals, transgenders and queer men and women are rejected by God and not only rejected, but abhorred and condemned by God? Well, one of the original points of reference is the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. In which Islam, Christianity and Judaism all share a version of the story in scripture. The story um, starts out with God saying, and I'm reading from Genesis chapter 18, to 21. This is the Lord talking. The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great and their sin so grievous that I will go down and see if what they have done is as bad as the outcry that has reached me. If not, I will know. So the story continues and God sends angels to the towns of Sodom and Gomorrah to investigate the claims of great unrighteousness being carried out by the people that live there. The angels arrive in town, entering the home of Abraham's nephew, Lot, as his house guest. But they are targeted by a, a group of men from the town that demand that Lot send the men out of his home so that they may have sex with them by force. Lot denies their request, but instead attempts to appease the men's violent lust by offering his two virgin daughters instead. The men reject the young women, um, which escalates the standoff with violent threats, destruction of property and outrageous behavior. So in the end, the angels subdue the mob and and make an escape with Lot and his family, just as both cities are burned to the ground with fire that fell from the sky. So this is where the idea that God hates gay men and women come from, the the total destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah due to the evil homosexual lust of the men in the cities. But were the cities destroyed due to the, that singular act that occurred at Lot's front door? No. You know, according to Genesis 18, God said the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah was is so great and their sin is so egregious. Even in the Quran, um, chapter 15, 58, it says, and these were the angels speaking, we have been sent to a people who are guilty. So whatever the issues were that God had with Sodom and Gomorrah, those problems had already occurred and punishment determined before the group of men attempted to violently rape Lot and his house guests. The fate of Sodom and Gomorrah had already been determined by God. It was not based on uh, a single sinful act. You know, this great sin that caused everyone in both cities to be killed could have included pretty much anything you can imagine. Murder, rape, theft, adultery, injustice, idol worship, all the things that other nations throughout scripture have been previously punished for. Also, there is a difference between same-sex intercourse and same-sex rape. The man had intentions of violently raping lots of guests. This would have been qualified as, 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 as egregious sin in, in, in a homosexual or heterosexual context. Fire fell from the sky, not because this town was full of gay men, but because it was full of people who were sinful, according to many acts. They were punished for carrying out a multitude of great egregious sins, not just one. Now, Islam, Christianity and Judaism teach that God hates sin and no one sin is more egregious than another. There is no hierarchy as far as God is concerned. Sin doesn't just happen to you. Sin is a choice. Uh, You choose to sin when you when you knowingly commit acts that are in opposition of the desires of God. Sin is entirely your choice, which means that another choice is available. You have options. Sin is not something that you have to do. It's something that you choose to do. You know, even the belief that we are all born into sin, therefore um, sinful by nature, does not suggest That sin controls our lives to the point that it drives our every action, throwing us into erratic behavior patterns and uncontrollable episodes of, of sin where we lose control of our minds and bodies and arbitrarily commit sin against our own wills. Now, you do not become possessed by sin as if it were a demonic spirit using your body as a host to wreak havoc as it pleases you choose to sin you choose to sin you have an option to do so or to not do so now the people of Sodom and Gomorrah chose to act in a sinful manner and this alone was why the story says the towns were destroyed not because of a single act but because of the great amount of sin the greater amount of sinful choices that the people made. Sin did not overtake those men at Lot's door. Sin was not dominating the functions of their bodies preventing them from doing anything other than what it what it demanded. Those men chose to carry out those acts based on their choice to sin. Now I want to make this clear that sin is a choice. It is not something that you have no decision in doing. So now I ask, is being gay a sin? Now, I want to make this clear that sin is a choice. It is not something that you have no decision in doing. So now I ask the question, is being gay a choice? Do lesbians, gays, bisexuals, transgenders and queer men and women choose to be so? Some religions seem to think they do and they justify the spiritual, legal and cultural attacks and discrimination against the LGBTQ community because they have chosen to be gay. They have chosen to sin. They have chosen to live in sin. They have Chosen to be against God. They have chosen to be rejected by God, rejected by the synagogue, rejected by the church, and rejected by the temple. It's their choice. But let's think about this. What choices do mankind actually have? What has God given us to choose for ourselves, and what is non negotiable? What is What is it that just occurs with mankind naturally? Because if something occurs naturally, it has been assigned to us by God and cannot be a sin. It's it's a non-negotiable. We have no choice in the matter. We have to just accept what we have been given. Therefore, natural actions such as eating or sleeping are not sinful because we have no choice in the matter. You can't call eating or sleeping sinful because it is something that the body requires it was it was given these conditions we didn't choose them the need for sleep and eating were assigned to the body by God they were given to us by God we can't change the body's need for these things we can't choose our ethnicity the exact date and time of our birth or death the color, texture, and growth pattern of our hair, our skin tone, our skin quality, our eye color, our foot size. We can't choose these things, any of them. They were given to us, nor can we choose our sexual orientation. These things were given to us by God. We have no choice in the matter. So how is being gay a choice? You know, if, if, God's will was to make every man and woman straight. How did some avoid that mandate and choose to be gay? Do you recall making the choice to be heterosexual? I don't. It simply was assigned to me. I wasn't asked what my preference was. God gave it to me like God assigned one to each one of us. So how could it be that after God assigned every man and woman to be heterosexual, some had the ability to choose another option, another option that God did not make available, might I add, because if we were assigned the same sexual orientation as heterosexuals, how would there be any other choice? There wouldn't be any other options. God has spoken and that's it. This is all you get. This is it. This is what you guys are. How would homosexuality exist if the only possibility God gave mankind was that of heterosexual? We can't choose to have more or less fingers or toes, a larger brain, extend our days on earth. All these things were assigned to us by God. If God's design for mankind was to be a heterosexual only being, there will be no option to be homosexual in any capacity, period. If you believe mankind has the power to renounce what God has put in place, then the God you believe in is no more powerful than a burning match a burning you know a burning magic and it can exercise its power but but it can be compromised it could be snuffed out it's not free from becoming dominated and placed under the control of another what type of power does God have that it can be challenged and defeated how can you trust God if what God puts in place can't even be held up by God what happens to the sovereignty and power of God if men, can choose to reject the standard design God has for mankind as a explicitly heterosexual species. What's next? I mean, how far can we take this? How, how much redesigning to ourselves according to our own choices can we do? Can we choose to have more days on earth, more than what God has assigned us? Can we choose to reject the body God has given us and, and design one ourselves to have a different nose, different eye color, maybe be taller or shorter? You know, I'm, I'm not talking about through surgery, but simply just by choosing for things to be different than what God has made them to be. You know, this and this is just what people believe um, homosexuality. It is like like it's a choice. Yeah, but being being gay is, is not a choice. The very possibility of being gay in the first place is made possible by God. It's an option, a possibility that has been allowed by God. Nothing exists that has not been created by God. If you agree that there are things that have been created outside the knowledge and permission of God, then God is not sovereign. God is not in complete control. God is not God. The possibility of a man or a woman having the natural ability to fly or walk through walls, move objects with their mind is not one that exists. Well, at least not on this dimension, (laughs) nor are those powers something that mankind can choose to have after they have been made impossible for man to possess by God. So this is the reason why some say God rejects the LGBTQ community because they have chosen what is unnatural, what is against the manner in which God has decreed things to be. But I ask how that is even possible? How can mankind choose what God has made to be impossible? If God has made it to be impossible for any person to be anything other than straight then homosexuality itself would be impossible. But we know it's not. Impossibilities don't exist. It's like cake that replaces a cardio workout. A cake you can eat that burns 500 calories or a centaur or a mermaid or a cat, frog, man, lion, bird, child. It is impossible for mankind to freely choose their sexual orientation because it has been assigned to us by God. And if it is possible, at at what point in human development was this choice made? When were we consorted by God with this uh, choice, with this decision as to what would you prefer to be? You know, I want to encourage my LGBTQ brothers and sisters, by saying that there is nothing you have to do in order to be accepted by God, because you are made from the very essence of God. Therefore, God rejecting you would be equivalent to God rejecting God. You know, in your truest form, you are spirit emerging from spirit, from one spirit, the one spirit. You are a being emerging from the one true being. You are a consciousness emerging from the one true consciousness. God loves you. And don't let anyone else convince you of anything different.